Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode is a little different in that we flip the mic with Praktisha interviewing me for a change. If you remember Praktisha from a couple episodes ago where I interviewed her about her art business and all the things and at the end of it she said, hey, why don't I interview you instead? (laughs) So that's what we did. And in this episode, I talk a bit about the business I started before becoming an artist and how that business has influenced the way that I show up today. We also get really specific into Instagram since that's everyone's favorite topic lately. I get asked, how do I get more followers? How do I profit from Instagram? Those are just a few of the questions that I hear on repeat and for good reason. There is so much potential on that image heavy platform and I really believe that it's made for us artists specifically to thrive on. Anyway, let me know what you think about this week's episode with me, all about Instagram. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. My name is Pratiksha and I go by Premier Art. Uh, But today, instead of Andrea interviewing somebody else, we're actually going to be putting her in the hot seat. So (laughs) for those of you who don't know, Andrea is an incredible artist. Um, More specifically, she's celebrated for her awesome mural work. Now, along the way of her creating really cool canvas art and wall art, she has worked with Bass Pro Shops and painted their logos, and she's created a variety of ways for other artists to grow. So whether it be her podcast or art lessons, she's had an impact on a lot of people, 
and I'm excited to interview you today and bring your personality, your work ethic, and your insight to life. So welcome to your own podcast, Andrea. <laughs> I love it. What an amazing intro. You came prepared. Well, you've done so many things. <laughs> That's amazing. I And I, I feel so a little bit more comfortable with you, too, cause just because I feel like we had a little bit like of a vibe from yeah. last time, like we get along. And yeah. so being interviewed by you, I'm, I'm excited. It makes it a little less stressful. That's so, awesome. Well, I'm you. sure a lot of people are really excited about this. So if anyone has questions, uh, we might not be able to answer it while we're talking, but we could always revisit it at the end. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Well, I'm Ant. Why don't we start off by talking about what your last job was before you got into art? Yeah, for sure. So we we hopped on a, a live right, right after our live, live last time, which is why you're asking me this. So it's basically I'm gonna basically be talking to everyone else since I kind of gave you the lowdown. So yeah, it's kind of funny because my first or my last job before becoming a full time artist, I was actually a promo model, and more specifically, I started my own promo modeling company and it sounds bigger than it is in that like we went to the Super Bowl like we went to you know the final four and promoted like brands there and like we were the girls in front of the cars and it sounds really big but really it was a really really small town kind of a thing and we just had a ton of fun doing it I was like in my early 20s and I was just like this is fun this makes decent money I mean we made like 20 30 an hour and for a college student like that's pretty good and so I was like this is so much fun and what that job taught me and from the outside it looks like oh there's just a cute girl in front of a product but there's so much more than that and it, it really taught me how to promote something mm -hmm. and how to talk to your customer and how to get attention and in today's world like like we're always everybody's fighting for attention on social media you know even in person at art shows and like being a promo model um just taught me how to get attention and it's with your personality and your looks but it's just so much about your product too and if you can combine personality a good appearance a good product you've got a winning system and so i took that and brought it into my art business and i really think it's given me a leg up and just to come up and show up and sell and I'm not scared to post photos of myself and my art and I'm not scared to look really cute with it either. Like it's just, it's all about a full product and, and an experience with your art. And so being a promo and also uh, like owning a business in that way, I made so many mistakes with my promo business, but which prepared me for my art business, like just, and mistakes in like how to you know make a sale or break a sale or how to approach a customer how to deal with a contract how to deal with a contract like that that was a big mistake that I made several times and I will not do again and so I just I got to make a lot of mistakes and then coming into the art world I love it like it is the job for me because I made that transition. I actually got hired by a very popular outdoors company um, through meeting a lot of people with my promo business. And so it all kind of connected in that way. And I got, I got hired for that popular outdoors company. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember showing up on the job <laughs> and wearing like what I was used to wearing in the promo model biz, these like cute little tight clothes. <laughs> I have never lived it down. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so the first couple of days I was like wearing cute leggings and like a little like sports little shirt and they were like are you lost are you here to like work on this construction site I was like yeah I'm here <laughs> <laughs> so it was an experience but then after that I was like wait I don't have to look cute for this job like this is I don't have to do my makeup every day and from then on out I wore cargo pants and not a stitch of makeup for a lot for many years I was like this is great I just show up and stare at a wall and paint and it's so nice to just be in be in a profession that's not completely reliant on your looks like yeah. it might help you know to make like a cute video or something and like you know get a little bit of attention like that but really as artists like we what we create is you know our sole product and you can glam it up a little bit but really it's just it relies on your talents and not your looks and so that it kind of all ties in together yeah i think i think it's so cool how unapologetic you are and how open and honest you are of like hey like I know what I got. I got really, really dope art, but also like I'm gonna get glammed up and be in the pictures too, because whatever's gonna attract people to my artwork is gonna, at the end of the day, be the ultimate goal. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just like too, like just paying attention to your Instagram feed and like what works and what doesn't. And it's like I know that a picture with me in it just because you're you're putting a personality in with your work like you're putting like a size comparison you're putting so many things and i know that a picture with me in it with a piece of my art will do twice as good as if i just put art in a photo and that's not the case for everybody but i guarantee it's the case for a lot of people yeah yeah absolutely yeah. very cool um i think what's really cool about your previous experience is you choose to relate it back to art and what you're doing now. And when we spoke last time after the interview and we jumped on a call, you were talking to me about how you just knew you always had an entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yeah. So how does that impact the confidence you have going into new projects? And how would you recommend that others just embrace getting out of their comfort zone? Okay, so just to start out with that, I am scared of everything. Like, I don't really like talking on the phone. I don't like, like, I'm scared of everything. Get out of here. You started this podcast. That's so I, surprising. Oh, my gosh. You should have seen me with the, that, the first couple, like, solo episodes. I wouldn't let anybody else edit it. Like, I had to edit it. Now, it's really flowy. But, like, in yeah. the beginning, I just am not one to talk, 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 talk in, like, a general uh, setting anyway like like at, at a dinner table I'm not the one carrying the conversation ever so I was like no I can't I can't start a podcast and I did but it's just like if you know you want to do something you'll find a way like with me on video the first couple of videos that I did were absolutely terrible they, but it was like two years ago when I did that and I mean I remember I wouldn't talk in video I would just kind of show my art and like do little things and like put subtitles I'm like no I'm not speaking and then <laughs> like you get over that you know it just it's I do everything in baby steps I'm like okay I'll do the bare minimum amount and when I get used to that then I'll do that like doing lives like this like it's a little nerve-wracking now but compared to what it used to be I used to break out in hives I used to like like I mean it bothered me all day before I got on a live and now like it's you know you get a little bit of flush but it's like it's okay you know mm -hmm. so just like just starting and so just having a little bit of business experience is really what helped me and just making those little mistakes um, 
but learning as you go, there's no education that I can, anybody can give you for that. I can give you stories and I can give you this and that, but personal experience talking to customers is just, and I hate saying that too, because everybody wants like, what's the shortcut? Like, what's the thing to do? And I'm like, it's just experience. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what's like the driving force for you to actually do it? Cause it kind of goes into the next question where you've chosen to take so many different avenues with your art. If you wanted to, you probably could post pictures of your art, not do any videos, not do any podcasts, not teach people how to create art, but you still chose to do all those things, even when it was really uncomfortable for you. So like, what do you think the driving force was there? Why did you choose so many different paths with like your art versus just sticking to what you were comfortable with? So yeah, there, and there's a couple different things in this, you know, for one, um, I think when people have this like weird pull towards something, you should kind of listen to it. And like, that's what I did with getting into art in general. I was like, I'm just going to major in painting, which you don't need a degree in painting. Nobody needs that. But I, I went that route and it was great, but I, I was like, I'm just going to go with art. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're just going to go with it. And so now I'm at this point where I have a, a good career and I'm happy with it. And now I just feel this weird pull of like, okay, teach like and it's just like it and sometimes I can't even really explain it I'm not like a super like spiritual person in that yeah. way but it's just like I have this weird like pull to like sit up or sit down to a mic and tell people what I know and I feel like in like five years it's gonna be like my life is gonna look so different and be like oh this is why I did that but I just kind of feel this like strange pull like this, this is what I want to do I get so excited to make podcast episodes because I like hearing the business side of art I like you know knowing how to make money with my art because mm -hmm. ultimately this is the best career ever like this <laughs> I, and like I say that all the time like I have the best job ever which is painting and I want more people to experience that I was I mean I was just hanging out with one of my really good friends Samantha who's just making the transition right now from she worked at a bank to like an office job to she's being a full-time artist and like I'm like I brought her on with me I'm like you are gonna see how amazing this is and like you're gonna do it and like she's like kind of in this like little scared kind of like um point where it's like everything's really new but I'm like this is just I will help you like this is the best career ever and another point to that um, I heard one time that um, every millionaire has seven different streams of income <laughs> and so I'm not apologetic about I want to live an amazing Hell life yeah. like I do <laughs> like and I think it's a, I, I took me it's still taking me a while to get used to like I want to make money because I want to travel the world I want to have these experiences that aren't normal you know like and a lot of people are so okay with like doing the same thing every day coming home to a normal life that's like very basic but good for them and that's just not me and it's I sometimes I'm like what would it be like if like I didn't feel the need to reach for the stars every single day you know like cause it's kind of exhausting to be like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and but I want to I want to set myself up to where I don't have to work for a month if I don't want to and which is the case now and I want to continue that even more and to where if I don't want to work for three months I don't have to and or you know if I want to take off for several months to have a baby like it's okay and I still have money coming in which is why I do the the memberships and the uh, print of the month like I'm all about that recurring revenue kind of a thing and what a lot of people 
don't want to do in the beginning, I'm totally okay with like doing a ton of work for no pay to know that one day I'm going to get this back times 100, you know, and I think a lot of people want to start something and they want to be in the middle or at the end and they realize how hard it is to start it and they kind of stop. And that for some reason, that's not in my head. I'm like, yeah, this is like how it is in the beginning. Like it sucks, but later it's going to be really good. Yeah. You said so many interesting things there. Like, (laughs) first of all, that poll that you were talking about, I, I would be surprised if that wasn't relatable to most artists on every level. Cause like for anybody to quit what they're doing or quit the traditional path and then pursue something like art where there really isn't a curriculum, like, there has to be like a driving force behind that. So that was really interesting for you to say. Um, And I think it's also important to kind of point out how you said you're willing to do all of this hard work for free Mm -hmm. for right now. Um, Because I know like with my experiences too, when I got into art and I started like, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I have to start posting on social media. Sometimes it was almost embarrassing too. Yeah, it is. like, at first you're you're showing like normal things and then all of a sudden you're going into art and stuff i had people message me like months later being like when you first started posting art on instagram i was like what is p doing (laughs) but it's like the jump that you have to kind of make and like stick with and the only person like who's telling you that it's the right thing to do is you so yeah exactly And with like starting to post your art or even I actually just went through this experience again with like starting the Artist Academy last year. It was a little over a year ago and I started this Facebook group that nobody was in. And now we have over a thousand people in it of artists just from everywhere. And but like starting, I was like, (laughs) come, I I can teach you how to take an art business. I don't really know how I'm going to teach you, but I'm going to figure it out. But like, (laughs) and it's just, so it's just, I, I'm like reliving that so I can sympathize again for artists who are just starting out, who are like, I'm like, they, you know, you're every artist is starting out. Like you're good to some level. You're not the best you can be yet. And for, especially if you're just starting out like that first month, you know, you're like just trying to figure it out and you're posting things that, you know, you've done here and there and, things will get a lot better, but it's just weird in the beginning to start. <laughs> it's, it's like a breakup. It's kind of actually what I, what I refer to a lot. Like if you've ever, you've ever gone through like a breakup that was really hard, but like you knew it was better for you in the beginning, in the, in the end, you know, like, oh, you should really leave this guy. Cause like I had, a ter- <laughs> I, I had a terrible dating record. And so, but every time I was like, I know I should leave this guy because it's going to get better. But it's kind of like a breakup. That first two weeks is terrible, but then it gets better. Yeah, and then now you're married, so you figured it out. Exactly. Exactly. Don't take relationship advice from me as much as as art advice, but yeah, everything works out. That's awesome. Watercolor Cape Town says awkward. I know the feeling. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, I'm all about that. It's like awkward is my second language. Awesome. Okay, cool. So you got into art obviously you've been really successful so far and you're you're pursuing all these different paths which is awesome but you always talk about instagram and how important it is and how it's how it's been really important for your business too so you have close to sixty thousand followers you're posting all the time you've talked about how you want to post one to three times a day on social media But I think the big question a lot of people would have is how time consuming is that for you? Do you actually 
photograph or video yourself each day and then post that content or do you have a process to streamline this? Yeah, so my biggest tip, so it can be time consuming or it can't be. It's just kind of, and that's how it is in my art business too. Like sometimes I'll set aside a complete half day to record video for TikTok and do this and do that. But sometimes you just do it as you go along. And my favorite tip for artists is like you create one thing, like one painting, but post about it four times. So post about the beginning part of it, post to like make little videos along the way, make a time lapse, post an end result, like do not post it just once and forget about it. And then also keep that photo, that final finished photo and post about it a year from now because people will have forgotten. <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, she created that. It's cool this time too. And you're going to have new followers. And so I always tell people like, you know, just be mindful when you're creating, like when I'm creating a mural, I'll just stop and be like, oh, can you take a video? Like wh whoever's near, usually my Instagram husband is, he's very well trained. <laughs> I'm like, not like that. Like, like this. He's you like, just the angles. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's so good at doing videos now. I'm like, oh, you, I trained you so well. <laughs> like, he's so patient too. But in it, it, that, in just like photos and video, Photos in general do way better on Instagram. Like I love video. I love creating video and telling a story with it and just like keeping someone's attention like a commercial kind of a thing. I love the whole aspect of video. And so that's why I lean towards TikTok quite a bit. But on Instagram, it's mostly photo. I'll, I'll, I post both, but if you're gonna do anything, just do photos or like a time-lapse on Instagram because people love to see things being made with a time-lapse and all you have to do is set your phone up so you're not on it, you know, so you're not on your phone. You set it up into airplane mode and just set it to record you uh, doing a time-lapse and it doesn't have to be from start to finish or anything, just like you creating something and then edit it down to under 15 seconds. Everybody posts time-lapses that are 30 seconds a minute, all that. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> like <laughs> Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> like 15 seconds or less. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really, yeah. really good advice. Um, you also said something that was really interesting. I saw it in one of your captions where you said sometimes you will time-lapse yourself and then you'll screenshot pictures from that time-lapse. Yes, that's, that's huge too. Yeah. And a lot of times too, when I want to take a photo with, with a, a painting and nobody's around, I'll set up my time or my video and then just like video different poses and then go back. Cause that's way easier than saying like, you took it wrong. Or like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And it's not as awkward too. You being like, in front of your thing in front of yeah. someone but yeah just like take screenshots of time lapses and just use just like post the same thing over and over because again like some people are busy some days and some people are not some days and so you'll have different people commenting and if people really like your art they're not going to be bugged that you're posting the same ish thing in like the for all, all all the week like it's you do it in a different way you put a different caption to it you do you know you tell a little story about why you're creating it you do you know just do it the same thing in a different way and so that's my biggest tip for just creating and putting out content every day because really we should be doing something at least um, Monday through Friday like treat it like a job it's and I love doing it so it's not as much of a job for me like I'll, I'll be in, in bed going to sleep like editing video and like I putting it in my drafts like I just I love it for some odd reason but a lot of people don't and so a lot of people see it as a chore but yeah just yeah just do all those things make it work yeah um, 
who is it? Creative Girls of Color said good advice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what is something in your point of view that could completely turn a potential buyer off of someone's Instagram page? And what is something that you think really could attract a potential buyer onto another Instagram page? Okay, so um, it's all about attract and repel. So nobody wants to be vanilla, right? I mean, everybody likes the vanilla and you'll take it if it's the only option, but nobody's gonna really order it. Not, I mean, 90% of the time, everybody's, I, I, I think we had the, uh, this conversation maybe, like everybody wants the triple chocolate chunk, whatever. Uh, like, so just like pick your secret sauce kind of a thing and like what you wanna stand for. Like with my Instagram, I am wearing a pink shirt more often than not in mine because I really wanna attract that like whites, pinks, fun loving kind of a person and just like that is happy and all that. And I think that like whites and pinks kind of do that. And so that's kind of how I try to keep my Instagram in a kind of a flow. What will turn someone off automatically not everybody, but just speaking in like general terms, what is just chaos and having yeah. absolutely no thought process into your Instagram. Um, not that someone won't reach out to you if they know you and like you, then they'll follow you and stuff. But whenever people when it, like say I tag you in something on Instagram and, and my followers see that and they go to your page and they see, for instance, you have a really good page of like whites and blacks and everything looks great. If you didn't put any time into that, the likelihood of someone actually following you is much lower. And, you know, not everybody's going to turn into a buyer, but you never know. And so just putting a little bit of time and just to think like, what is your brand? And yeah. it could change. Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be pink and white all the time. Like I would, and sometimes actually when I went to Antarctica, like my whole feed was blue and white because that's just what it was. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. And so you can change at any moment, but just like kind of try to keep it in like a fluid organized manner and i think or organization and just like visually appealing anything is better than organized or better than chaos in a way yeah yeah i think you're right i think we did talk about that like you're really good at creating a brand right so yeah. when people go to your page with especially if someone's new and they don't understand who you are as an artist yet you don't make them work hard to figure it out yeah. It's almost like if they go to your page, it's a catalog of exactly what it is that you do. But it's it's really helpful to know that like you, there is a method to the madness or organization in this case, right? Like there is a method of like, okay, I'm going to be mindful of what colors I want to wear or like the colors I want to bring to my feet. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. I think like back to high school too, when people are like, oh, you're trying too hard. And it's like, it kind of is like, we kind of have to try hard to get business. If you think of it as a business, like brands or um, like Pepsi and all of them, like they put some serious thought into their brand. And so when we kind of think of our art business as a business, like how about let's put a little bit of thought into our brand. Yeah. Like, what do we want to be known for? If someone, you know, if something pops up, it's like, oh, that reminds me of so-and-so's art kind of a thing. It's just like brand awareness. Yeah. That's so smart. Um, awesome. So if there was a checklist for having a professional, engaging art Instagram account, what calculated steps would be on that list? So one tip that I like to give people that, you know, 
I think a lot of people are really scared to sell on Instagram because we don't want to you know, chase people away with all of our offers and all of that. One calculated kind of, this is kind of one, one way to answer your question. I think like one calculated way to approach Instagram is like take a week and just post your stuff and post fun captions and don't try to sell anybody anything like nothing. And then if you have an offer that you want to make, like if you have a print sale or you want to get commissions or something that next week, just post about that like constantly, like mm -hmm. let, let people know on Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday, really drive it in. And then Friday and Saturday, let them know they're going to miss out if they don't buy this. And then next week, go back to just fun loving, not selling a thing. Like, and then the next week, go back and sell. And that kind of, in my mind anyway, gives me permission to sell to people. Cause I'm like, I don't want to just sell, sell, sell. I want to entertain and inspire and all of that. And so I'm like, well, I did that last week. Now let's make some money this week. And then next week I'll go back to just being fun and you know, cause then I'll be busy. And so one calculated step is just to really just plan it out. Like this week I'm going to do prints and then nothing. And then next week I'm going to do commissions and just kind of try to try that approach. Cool. Very interesting. Um, are there any materials that you love having for your Instagram page? Like, a tripod or something like that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So a ring light is a huge, I mean, there's a ring light right, right behind me, but I mean, nothing, really nothing beats natural light. I like, I was making studio plans last night and I was like, I'm going to have windows and like my next studio and everything, but a ring light would be one. And then a tripod, which my, my um, phone is currently on right now. It's actually broken. It's actually like leaning on my, so like, but that just goes to show you, like you don't need like the most expensive things. It actually broke the other day and I'm like leaning in on something until the other one, next one comes in, <laughs> but it works. You guys have no idea if I wouldn't have told you. Um, and then I, so video editing and photo editing, huge. Like don't, I tell you all the time, don't put a photo on your grid unless it's edited. And a lot of people are like, isn't that fake? Isn't that Photoshop? It's like, no, it's color enhancement. <laughs> it's like when we put on mascara, like our eyelashes are there. We just put it on mascara so we can see them. Like make yeah. your whites white. Make it, I always bump the contrast up a little bit because that's what I like to see visually. Mm -hmm. It's up to whoever. Like I know that um, Casey Lang too, she has an Instagram feed that she was interviewed on the podcast not too long ago that's just very muted colors and it's just gorgeous. She has <laughs> and, a great page. Yes, it's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so just kind of figure out what your editing aesthetic is and edit ish the same way every time whether you go to the warm side or the cool side whichever just like edit 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 after you get the tripod just edit it mm -hmm. yep that's awesome 18 Carmar says as a consumer i like that insta schedule oh good oh as a consumer okay great Ooh, also buy our art <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay awesome so what are the metrics that are most important to you on Instagram? Because once you set your business or your art page up as a business, you could see a ton of metrics. So you could see follows, obviously likes, comments, bookmarks, shares. So what's most important to you? And do you ever come up with metric goals for yourself? So in, in my head, like, I mean, likes aren't everything, 
but it's just with the algorithm i'll just kind of start with likes first because like the more people liking your stuff means the more people are seeing it and which i also tell people too like if you want to throw something up that's not that you don't know it will like might not perform very well don't worry because not many people are going to see it like like the first couple people are going to like it but if not many people are liking it instagram is going to stop showing it to people so that like sort of okay post that you did won't get shown to very many people so throw it up anyway and don't delete it because it's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, just it's fine. That's how you learn. Um, but I would say, like, on my page specifically, if things get over a thousand likes, then it's a good post. If things get under, then it's just not su not super good. Um, and that's kind of my internal metric. Mm -hmm. And but comments are the thing that I really take note of more than anything else because, I mean, it helps with the algorithm, but it also just makes people like. Anybody can just like something really quickly, but if they're commenting, it means that they're like taking time and reading what I'm saying. And often what I'm saying in the caption is more important than what I'm putting up there. Whether I'm like trying to educate or get someone to go do something or whatever, putting something in the comments is just people commenting is like my number one metric. Mm -hmm. Do you always try to respond back to everyone if they comment? Yes, yes, everybody, every, every single person gets either an emoji back or like an actual, or if they put like a really thoughtful comment that needs a response, I'll respond to them. But we'll, almost everybody will get like at least an emoji back from me to be like, hey, thank you so much. Goodbye. That's probably a great way to build loyalty too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone just responded. This is exciting. Allie W69125 said, oh my God. I just bought a print and I love your work. Oh, thanks. thanks did Allie. you did you order the tiger, Allie? Because <laughs> I just got that one in. <laughs> Allie, did you order the tiger? <laughs> that's just oh, that's the best thing too. When when people say like I like your art and they're like, Yeah, yeah, thank you. Like we get that all day. <laughs> but like when people are like, I'm buying this from you, I'm like, oh, that's that's the thing. Oh, she did. She bought that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. And just like back to where like, I mean, she bought the print. I think it was like a $100 um, art uh, tiger print, black and white canvas. And I have those available. And just to go into like the three tier pricing method of like offering different things, there are originals for thousands of dollars and there are prints for hundreds. And then I have the a seven dollar print on the month club for seven dollars and so it like it just hits every one of them so when people are like hi i like your art i'm like there's an option for everyone yeah. <laughs> <What> are you <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. this is less than your netflix subscription exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome um okay backtracking a little bit because you said something that I thought was really great. You said how you would put something on Instagram and if it doesn't perform, that's okay. Don't worry about it because ultimately Instagram won't show that post that mm -hmm. much anyway. So it'll be okay. And I think, I think that's so relatable for a lot of people because they think if they put a picture on their feed and if one post has a thousand likes and another post has 50 likes, they're like, Oh my God, like, there's going to be judgment passed on me or people are going to see this and be like, what are, what are they doing? But what's really interesting and what you, what you brought up many times is like, people don't really have the attention span for all that. Like no, no one's going to your page and clicking on all your pictures and judging you based off of how many likes you get. It's just the ones that you post that got a lot of engagement, like they're more likely to see. Yeah, exactly. And so when people are like, Oh, I mean, 
likes are such a vanity metric in that, but it's so like, I know if a lot of people are liking it, a lot of people are seeing it. And yeah. Instagram's so funny too, because I'll throw up something and that I know will get a lot of likes and then I'll throw up something that might not get very many. And so, and it's, it's also different because like the posts that you make, like if I make one today and it does well, Instagram's algorithm will think that the next one I post will do really well, really good as well. And so it'll automatically show it to more people. However, if I post something that's not very good today, I, it will not show as many people the next one that I post, if that kind of makes sense. So anytime, yeah, anytime I'm like trying to have a post that I really want people to see, I'll like plan it out almost. Like I'll make a really good post and then I'll make a really, really good post. And then, yeah. This is such good advice. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> like, yeah, good. It's hard to know but like what's common sense and, or what, what people, what everybody knows and what people don't know. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So Engagement for Instagram can be tricky, but everyone knows it matters, right? And that's mm -hmm. what you're kind of talking about, where you'll plan this stuff out in advance because you know one should get more attention than another post. So how do you get your followers to engage with you while staying authentic? Um, a specific example of this would be like some people post a picture and you'll see it in your Discover feed and they're like, comment your favorite color, right? <laughs> or like, <laughs> I know. Put your yeah. Emoji. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like some of them are just so like, okay. Um, it's hard to balance that line because I've definitely been that person that was like, comment which emoji of animal you want me to paint next. Yeah. And like, part of me is like, I kind of want to know. But then the <laughs> part of me is like, I'm really just doing this. So they'll comment. And there's so many people out there. And I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but there's so many people that have no idea why you're asking asking them to do that. They have no clue. Like they're like, Oh, she wants me to comment an emoji. I'm going to do that. Like she's they, they have no idea. And yeah. so it's almost kind of feeding off of those people in a way that's like, Hey, like, you know, do this. But, um, for like to be really authentic, you know, like think of something that you really truly want to know from your viewers. And one good thing to ask your viewers is what do you want to see more from me? And a lot of people will tell you because I'll be like, hey, do you like my art education posts or do you purely just want to see art? Do you like murals more or do you want to see this? And not that I will like, you know, use that as like a Bible in, the, in any way, but like it's kind of nice to know what your viewers want to see because then you know whatever they want to see, it's going to get more interaction. And mm -hmm. so one, just to get engagement, like ask people what they want to, what, what they want to see from you, either in your stories or like in your comment, in the comment section on your feed. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Instagram story has like the little questions. Yeah, right that you could ask and people could put in an answer. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. exactly. And like some people you get like the weirdest answers, but some of them are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many artists are open and welcoming, but there's some that are more closed off and secluded, right? They like to just yeah. do their own thing. Why do you take the approach to teach your craft to other people when a lot of people could say, oh, like Andrea, maybe you're creating competition for yourself or. Yeah, that, this is a great question too. Like I have been told several times too of a couple people around here, they're like, hey, you know, 
with starting this artist academy thing, like you're create, you're helping your competition because there are a lot of artists that are around here, and I have lost a couple jobs from artists that I've trained, but that's okay. Like, and I just, I really had to like be okay with that. And like, you know, people that I bring on, on jobs, like, or people that I, you know, refer work to or stuff like that, like they're gonna have a leg up over me, even in this area. And I had to be okay with that. And the one thing that I think I maybe heard it on a podcast episode or something, like, and which how is how I learn everything, books and podcast episodes and trying things but they were like you have to be so content with your brand you have to be so confident in your brand so I am so confident in my brand to know that just because if I'm training 10 other artists to do exactly what I can do there are still people out there who will choose me over everybody else or might not even know of anybody else and because my you know social media game is so strong in the area especially they'll choose me over everyone else because I'm more just I'm because I fit their mold of what they want I guess Mm -hmm. and you know I'm not for everyone which is okay you know if you have someone that's very straight laced and they don't want pink and they don't like they're like no like they sometimes you know people can't take glitter seriously and and that's them (laughs) uh, like I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay and just being confident in your own brand it's just something that I've been like, okay, that's fine that everybody else is getting work because my, you know, my calendar isn't exactly empty either and it's not going to stay empty. Yeah. So that's great. And do you, do you think that, you know, you being the one to teach other people, you being the one to create a podcast, start your subscriptions, like you taking these paths and avenues to, to become more of like a business owner in your craft, like, do you think that creates more confidence too of like, yeah, but I actually created like all this, like there has to be, there has to be some sort of like ownership you have in knowing that you started the process from like one spot and brought it here versus like learning it quickly from someone else and then going to try to get a job from like what you learned in a short amount of time. Yeah. So what are you meaning? Like, so that last part. So like, I, I, I'm just saying like, I think there's probably a lot of, a lot of ownership I would have if I were in your uh, position where like, yes, even if other people that I helped uh, learn mm-hmm. art was getting some of these jobs, like, I would still have the, have, like, the comfort of knowing, like, wow, like, but my story is, like, all of these things combined. So if I don't get mm-hmm. one job, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, I know I'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, like, what comes around goes around, too, mm-hmm. and, and in a positive way. You know, like, I know that me helping people is going to come back because, I mean... And that's not exactly why I do it, but, like, I just, I know, like, you filling someone else's cup is just going to fill yours more, too. And having, like, people are so thankful, too. Like, I get all the time, they're like, thank you so much. Like, I helped you, like, I helped them through getting their first mural job, or I helped them with this and making a print sale. The very first, and it's so exciting, like, getting someone who's in the very beginning, too, who's made their very first, like, $100 with art, that is just the most exciting thing. Like we like dance together and we're like, oh my gosh. And they are going to be advocates for me as well. They're going to be like, oh yeah, she helped me do that. And so they're going to bring either more work if I, you know, just more work will come my way from helping other people is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm mm-hmm. getting at. But yeah, there is a little little bit of ownership in it. I hadn't really thought about it a ton, but yeah, I guess so. that's, that's, a good, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So what is the impact that you ultimately want to have with your art? Oh, gosh. So with my art or my, with my Artist Academy or both or what? Just with your art business as a whole. 
Okay. Um, so I so I brought photo op street art to Springfield, Missouri, which is a very like a, I think we have like 160,000 people here, so little big town. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring it here just to to bring more awareness of art in this community because as everybody knows like who lives in a small town especially like someplace that's not New York or LA who already or Miami that already has an amazing art scene like these small towns don't care about art and it's kind of like a a weird thing in my head where I'm like I want to make you care like I want to <laughs> show you how cool this is and make you care and part of that is just creating street art because here it's a blank canvas even still like I have like I don't know, 10 street art pieces here, but they're so scattered out and like people are starting to be more aware. And in turn, that benefits the art community because like there are some of people who buy art from me who would have not cared if I hadn't have posted every day or made some street art and stuff like that. So like I want to just bring art to this community and bring a little bit more color to it. (laughs) And then on the Artist Academy side, like I remember what it's like wanting this so bad and wanting to be a creative but just not knowing where to start at all like there's no playbook for this and I think there is a little bit more now with podcasts and audiobooks and stuff but you know eight years ago I was like I have no idea what to do but I want it so bad and so I I like to take those people who want to put in the work and show them that this is awesome like I will show you how to do it it's not that hard it just requires a lot of work and so that's my angle with the artist academy I'm like I want to take those people who are essentially me 10 years ago and you know give them the, like a, you spend your life working, like, and it would just suck to work at a job that you don't like and spend so much time at it. Whereas you can do this and like, it's Monday and I'm on an interview with you because I can't. (laughs) It's just, there's so much freedom to it. So yeah, there's a couple angles in that. Great question. It's so inspirational too. Good. Yeah. I don't know that anybody's ever really like asked me that straight out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. Are there any techniques you developed yourself that is still a well-kept secret? Oh, um, not really. I'm such an open book in that. I'm like, because if I find out something that's cool, I'm like, I tell everyone. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like oh my gosh, you've got to use this certain cell style of pen. Or, oh my gosh, you've got to use, um, I don't know, really? No, so no. Okay, <laughs> cool. I... Mansu Artist said, what is the best brand for brushes for oil painting? Oh, I don't know. I don't really do oil. I mostly do acrylics. However, I have heard that, is it rosemary brushes? I've heard several artists just go crazy over rosemary brushes. And I'm pretty sure Jerry's Artorama sells those. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, Watercolor Cape Town says, how are you always so bubbly and positive? Uh, she and then they also said I was a promo model total millennial first job love it oh my gosh that's so fun yeah we we chat in our uh, Instagram DM sometimes oh, okay. I recognize that name <laughs> yeah um I don't know <laughs> like this was like my um automatic like thing that happens and you know I don't know when that happened either but I I have such like a, a theory about this I remember being back in middle school and just being like really happy for a couple days in a row and seeing people's reactions to it and so I kept doing it and just to the point of and it wasn't like inauthentic or I was just kind of being really happy and 
I just I saw people's reactions of it and then it became a habit and so now I think it's just a habit that I don't even recognize and truthfully a lot of people will just laugh at me in like in, like in uh in person like I'll, I'll go on a job site I'm like hi blah, 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 and they're like okay hi and I'm like oh I don't, like, don't even notice I'm doing it <laughs> like it's completely just like subconscious I don't know so but it, I, I just had this theory that it became a habit a long time ago because nobody's really born like that we all have our own little personality traits mm -hmm. but I think some are like just habitual yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 18 Carmar says, what was the hardest challenge you faced in that, in that transition to your own business? Yeah. Um, and her second question is how did you get your art out there when you first got started? Yeah. So, well, I kind of owned my own business with the promotion modeling business kind of a thing. So before that, I even, I worked at a bank and they fired me because I kept taking off because I kept taking off to do these promo model gigs because they were, they paid better and I liked them better. And they're like, you can't do that. They're like, and I was like, you guys just have so many rules. <laughs> I, I say that all the time. I'm like, there's so many rules here. Like, I don't, I just, I don't like it. Like I love working for myself and I've always known I've wanted to work for myself, but there, I mean, there's so many things, so many hard things that come with that too, but I just love being able to be my own boss. And um, so how I got my work out there, I remember in the beginning, like telling myself when I was doing promos, I, telling myself that I needed to meet enough people before I could become an actual artist. I needed to network, network, network. But really, it was when I first started like just putting my art out there. And, you know, I had networked a bit, but I started, you know, posting on Facebook, really, and just showing people what I could do. And things started to come from that, like little things. And to where they eventually led up to like a big building block of like, oh, lots of people are requesting things. Like, this is awesome. So really, it's just, I just started putting myself out there and on a regular basis. And it just, it seems so simple, but that's, that's what I started doing and like window painting is huge if you really want to get started window painting like that's my main thing like just go out ask a business if you want to paint their windows for high school graduation for spring for christmas for fourth of july that is a perfect segue and then you could put your name down there and it's like a billboard for your business really that is window paintings huh? oh yeah oh yeah and just and just keep your you know keep your prices like kind of like whatever you know i, I used to do 30 dollars an hour and it take me like two two hours to do a, a, a small window and they're happy to pay for it you do whatever they want and be like can I put my name at the bottom and also like if you want to do that like go downtown and do that or wherever like a high traffic area because as you're doing that take your time because people are gonna walk by and they're gonna see you doing that and that, I've gotten so many jobs from just being on site and just doing things and people coming by like hey can you can you paint this over here like yes I can <laughs> so window painting yeah, that's so smart. It's like you could find almost any type of local business on somewhere like Yelp, but there's no real directory for artists mm -hmm. in a yeah. city. That's yeah. Although one thing, um, I uh, thumbtack.com. So Thumbtack, um, one of my previous podcast episodes, uh, Rich Marks, he recommended that. And I recommended it to several of my students, and they've gotten several jobs from it, mostly mural jobs or logo jobs. But Thumbtack.com, uh, there's not a ton around Missouri, um, but there is a ton just around the United States. And I had no idea about it until a couple months ago. So Thumbtack.com. All right. Good tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ridus Artivity says, what about the people who ask for art for free 
or mm -hmm. ask for secrets and techniques that they use? So people who are asking for art for free, um, I would say just like get them to pay something. Just be like, and one thing, the method that I use now, because I get asked for free stuff all the time, I just say, you know, I reserve, you know, my heavily discounted work for charities, um, but I just do full price for regular businesses because mm -hmm. that's like, you know, you, if someone's like, hey, my dog died, can you paint a photo of my dog for yeah. me? Really, like, you don't don't make me sound like an asshole. They're like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, but it takes a lot of time, and a lot of times people don't realize that it takes so much time either, and that's okay. Like, that's that's just their perception of it. And so people are like, or I'll be like, hey, I have some students, or you can refer to them to a high school student. That's my favorite line. They're like, no, but uh, if you check out your local high school, I bet there's some students there who do a bunch of stuff for free. <laughs> They're like, but if you want something that is amazing, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's your, it's your business too. So yeah, true. Yeah. And a lot of the time, one thing I heard a long time ago too, a lot of people will say, uh, when someone asks me something for free, I'll be like, Oh no, sorry. I can't afford to take a day off work right now. And they'll be like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, to, to do that, it will take me, you know, eight hours. That's a full work day for me. So you're basically asking me to take Monday off. And like, I don't as like, does anybody ever ask you to take Monday off for free? And they're like, Oh, they just don't really think about it like that. Yeah. 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 That's smart. Wow. <laughs> You're good at this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So Bonnie Linne, I asked a good question. They, she said, why does it Instagram slash Facebook get to decide your work being shown a little or a lot? So she thinks it's unfair because she believes that everyone should see your work and I think that's that's something that every artist whether you are doing paintings or you're creating music like goes through yeah and you know it's I did this uh, experiment on Facebook Instagram and TikTok. I posted the exact same video on all three platforms and on Facebook it got 300 views on Instagram it got like 3,000 views and these are all rounded numbers but very close to what happened and on TikTok it got like 300,000 views and I was just like I was so pissed at the whole algorithm on Facebook because I've been trying on Facebook for years yeah. and but that's how it is and you know it's a free platform and if you want to pay to play go for it but um, and a lot of people will think like you know the algorithm like oh that sucks but if your art was really good and really engaging and it was amazing Facebook would show it to everybody mm -hmm. and I, that's what a lot of people don't want to hear too They're like well my art is amazing it should be shown to everyone it's like no don't be privileged like that mm -hmm. like we they want to keep Facebook wants to keep uh, Mark Zuckerberg wants to keep his viewers on Facebook for as long as possible and if he sees that not many people are engaging with your photo you know, that's that's a good business decision on him to mm -hmm. not show your art to a lot of people because, you know, they might exit out of the app if he shows them too many things that they're not interested in. So, mm -hmm. you know, don't take it as the algorithm is against me. Thinking that the algorithm is my friend and let's work together in this. Like, let me create really good content for you. That way you'll show it out to people and let's work together, like mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier where you, you were like, I guarantee you if I'm in the picture, it's going to get more engagement than if I'm not. Like knowing what works for your audience and then continuing to play with that. Yeah, for sure. That definitely just like knowing knowing your brand and what works well. And which is and going back to that though, like if you want a pure 
uh, algorithm that is just completely in your favor, like TikTok, like just get on it. Like TikTok is the is the real thing of like how if you can do video, like if you have good content, it will show it to literally everyone. If you don't have good content, it won't. And that's kind of hard to, you know, you know like yeah. internalize <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, I thought that video was really good. It did, yeah. it, like, it did not get shown. But like, I mean, it's just a different audience too. But yeah. TikTok, it's like, it's a true, if you want to go viral, get on TikTok right now. Because it won't last forever. Very good to know. Watercolor Cape Town, I think you'll find this interesting, said, I actually found you through YouTube. Oh, good. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> it works. Good. I'll, I will keep putting stuff on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you so much. You've been an amazing host. You should start a podcast or something. This is great. <laughs> you for you. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you, yeah. Wait. Do you want? <laughs> Let's talk. We'll, we'll talk after. Like, last time, we'll just go after call. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is really great. I mean, it's one of the reasons. There's so many artists on here, but then, obviously, you have your customers where, like, they're talking about buying your prints on this That's IG amazing. Like, you have such a great audience but you I mean you give so much value whether it's to a consumer or whether it's for a fellow artist so thank you so much for what you do Andrea this was awesome and hopefully everyone thought that it was helpful too or interesting and yeah we'll just catch you every day on your Instagram I was posting for sure awesome thank you so much again this has been so fun <laughs> okay all right bye bye This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.